fuck it, Tyreek down there somewhere. Here's how I want to open why Patrick Mahomes is the MVP, okay? Okay, hit us up. All right, Patrick Mahomes ain't afraid of no ghosts. I want you to, I want you to listen to, I want you to listen. Patrick Mahomes on third down and 15 plus yards this season, including the playoffs. Here's his stats. He's 13 of 17 for 299 yards and three touchdowns, zero interceptions. He's Damn. his quarterback ranking on third and 15 plus is a little over 99. The the NFL average is six. <laughs> Basically, I, it doesn't happen. I have with me a chart, an analytics chart that shows that puts into perspective it had every quarterback with a minimum of 15 attempts from 2009 to now who were faced with a third and 15, a minimum of 15 times. Okay. Okay. I have a chart that I, that I'll, that I'll, I'll show to you, Justin. Uh, it's got just a bunch of names on here. It's even got, it's got like, you know, Hasselback, Romo, Wentz, Newton, Mayfield, Vic, Brett Favre's in here somewhere. It's got Kirk Cousins. It, 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 this chart, the Baker, Baker's on that chart already. Yeah, well, wow. I mean, the Browns have a lot of third and fifteen That's pluses. True. Yeah, the the bottom part of the chart, the numbers across the chart on the bottom are your average depth of target, like how far down the field you're throwing the ball in third and fifteen. The number, the higher up on, the further to the right you are on this chart, the further your attempted passes. Okay, the okay. higher you are on this chart is your average expected points expected points scored per play which is a big analytics thing like you know EPA of 0.6 means you, uh, when this plays ran in this situation it scores like six tenths of a point meaning it scores a touchdown like one every 60 times 10 times that it yeah. happens I don't There's know how to 60 percent of the time yeah okay if it's a 0.6 yeah yes all right so uh Justin, Justin, look, look at this chart. Look, look at look at that chart. Okay. Okay, I'm going to describe this in very finely tuned audio detail. Okay? Yes. All right. So we've got we've got just a point chart here, right? Yes. The title of this chart is Patrick Mahomes ain't afraid of no ghosts, like Matt said, right? All right. So on the left side, the vertical of the chart, we have the average EPA per dropback. Okay. And it goes from negative point six to positive point eight, right? Right. On the bottom, the horizontal. We have the average depth of target, and that goes from 2 to about 18, okay? Right. So if you look look at this chart, you, there's a few things you can notice right away. Like Carson Palmer, by the way. <laughs> average EPA per dropback is, uh, looks like it's about 0.5. Oh, tell, tell me about uh, Brock Osweiler, all the way at the very left at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, he's the exact opposite dichotomy of Carson Palmer, so I'll get to that. Oh, okay. Where Carson Palmer uh, averages about 9 on average depth of target. Mm-hmm. So he goes deeper. Doesn't get anywhere. <clears throat> Brock Osweiler is the exact opposite where you see him. Oh, the average GPA per dropback, he's about negative po- 0.4, which is uh, a little under average, right? Um, but his uh, average depth is uh, like a little under three. He throws a little three yard hitch on every time he's got a third and long. Mm-hmm. Just basically, he's either doing that or throwing a screen pass. Like, yes. Yeah. He's, not, he's not going for it. Right, that's what that tells me. What the, the Carson Palmer one tells me he's going for it and just fucking misses every time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So we got we got a few other notable names on here. Like here's Alex Smith. He, he's his is pretty decent. They got got an average per attempt is only about five, but then he's got a, a point one on EPA per dropback. That's pretty cool. It's positive EPA. Gotta like that. Oh wait, we have two different Carson Palmers here. Looks like we have from when he was on different teams, maybe. Yeah, probably one for the Bengals, one for the. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, the the Cardinals one. Is is the one that uh, has the super high depth of target, but super low EPA, right? Mm-hmm. When he was on the Bengals, is much better. Average EPA of point two, and average depth of uh, eight. Yeah, mm. that's pretty good. That's like in the, that's like dead center, mm-hmm. right? Which that that's pretty good compared to everybody else in this chart. Pretty good. You know, Drew Brees is lower than Carson Palmer. Derek Carr is lower than Carson Palmer on that. Andy Dalton has a little has a bit of a higher average depth of target, but a lower EPA, right? Uh, there, there's a lot of names on here. It's ba- Baker Mayfield, very high on average depth of target. He's got a uh, he's got 13, and then about about .25 EPA. That, that's interesting. Brett Favre um, is one of the highest on this list, as you would expect, Mister Gunslinger, right? This is while he was a Viking, though. Because it's got the it tells the team by the uh, by the color of the dot, uh-huh. right? So he's got the purple dot as when he was Viking. And his his average depth of target is is an 11. Top three. With, with about a point six, yeah. Top three. Top three. No, you got top, top three. three. Oh, you Tetris. got top three. Corey's been playing Tetris 99 this entire time. Yeah. Which you can listen to the deep cut to find out why. That's right. Good job, Corey. Thanks. First game back. Yeah, and the other God damn it. Why are you so good at Tetris? There's a lot on this list, but uh, Mark Sanchez good is with on spaces. here. Mm-hmm. This is a really fun list. There's a lot of quarterback names on here, but uh, there's one. And at first I didn't see it, right? <laughs> and then that'll tell you something. And I just scroll all the way over to the right side of the chart, because I have it a little zoomed in, right? See, all the way up there in the top right-hand corner, that's Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> With an average EPA of a little over 0.8, so like probably 0.81, 0.82. An average depth of target of uh, about 17 and a half yards. Close to 18, actually. All the way up. Yeah, Literally... More. In that category, like you, that kind of statistical category that was you zoom out, out, you see that mess of circles, and then Mahomes all the way up here, goat tier. I want to talk about. I want to talk about that third and fifteen play that changed the game, that won the Super Bowl for the Kansas City Chiefs. Your uh, Super Bowl champion, the Kansas City Chiefs. Forty-four yard bomb to Tyreek. Yes, forty-four yard bomb to Tyreek. Uh, hey Corey, did you happen to watch? Corey's in the fridge, everybody. Can you give me a Coke? Coke Zero. On average, in that uh, I'm totally stealing uh, some of this from what Dan Orvlosky talked about. If you saw his analysis of this play, because you you look at this play and you're watching it on the game, no, you're just watching it on the broadcast, and you got Joe Buck. Oh, Mahomes throws deep. Tyreek caught it down. It's like you don't get much. You don't get much of what actually happened in that play. Like maybe you look at it like, how the fuck did Tyreek Hill get that wide open? I don't understand it. Gonna All hap- game. It's going to happen once a game. Hey, at, at least. least. Yeah, potentially. The reason... It, it was a combination of things. One, San Francisco wasn't playing cover three or cover four. They were playing too deep almost the entire game. So that's why uh, there weren't a lot of deep shots from Kansas City because San Francisco overcompensated and their two safeties played real deep because they were not going to get beat by the long ball. 
They said, you cannot beat us with the long ball. We're going to put the faith in our front four. Which, by the way, very sound strategy. I want to make sure that's laid out for everybody. Yeah, it, that's it, it, smart. That's the way you should, you should do it. It started to work for them. It worked for it worked for three. three quarters and five minutes. Right. For <laughs> um, yeah, fifty minutes. Mm-hmm. The formation that they came out of and the way they ran that play, it was looking like a four verts. You had the you had the Sammy Watkins alone on the right side, left side of the field had Hardman, Hill, Kelsey. The four verts looking like they were coming crossers over the field. Play that Kansas City runs often in that kind of situation, or even just any situation. So the the corner that got pseudo burned by Tyreek, he he was like, okay, I know they're running four verts because that's the way it looked, uh, and they like ten yards down the field, it still looked like he was running verts. Uh, he starts to bite in on the Kelsey like cross pattern. So while Kelsey comes out, and then Tyreek, who has absolutely improved his route running to ways that you can't even imagine he's running full tilt full speed and he still has his hips faced out like he's going to keep on the streak pattern and on a dime after the cornerback after the cornerback bites on the uh inside cross from kelsey on that part of the route instead of instead of cutting across the field tyreek immediately turns into a corners route and that's why he's got that pocket of field where he's wide open it's kind of amazing to watch, like from the film study, watching what the 49ers cornerbacks and you have the safety over top, not letting him get deep. And you have the corner who would have been on him because he was playing zone, but you play zone long enough into a play, it turns into man. And he kind of does a Stefan Gilmore, tries to bite the route that we would most likely throw to. But that was because Tyreek baited him into thinking that while. He immediately turned into a corner route and got wide open. You know, at first, I spent a lot of time when I was thinking about this game leading up to this episode with, like, the big thought that, man, Shanahan blew this super bad, right? And, like, there were there were a lot, a lot of mistakes towards the last little bit of the game. But through the vast majority of it, they were making all of the right decisions, even that last drive by San Francisco up until the bad pass, the, the bad deep shot that you know Garoppolo missed. Before that, those were correct play calls. I would even go as far as to argue, what, what's the one thing, uh, well, there's two things that Shanahan does when calling his offense. One, he attacks, he, he tries to find like your weakest link in the defense and attacks them a lot, correct? Okay, what's the other thing he does? He rides the hot hand. Mm-hmm. Going into the fourth quarter, Jimmy Garoppolo is like 98% completion percentage, yeah. all like over 200 yards, had the touchdown and juice check. He had only had like one or two incompletions all game. It just you know, so happened. And one was a pick. Yes. It just so happened in the fourth quarter, Garoppolo went three for 13. <laughs> but like, a I, lot it, of it was incredible play by the Chiefs defense. Like Chris Jones started making play. I don't know what it was about the defense that, that got him turned on, I don't know if it was, the it was offense, all, feeding off the offense or uh, Honey Badger screaming at everybody on the sidelines. Some of the, I mean, that was a big, that was a big moment for me because him trying to like, I loved what he said after the game and he was like, we're better than this. We play better than this. Come on guys, get your head in the game. Yeah. 
Uh, I think part of it was uh, when the 49ers got that second interception and they all started, they did the whole like team pose in the end zone thing. Mm-hmm. They thought with 11 minutes to go in the game that yeah, they, they had done. just won just then. Yeah, that's not how it works. Uh, Frank, Clark, Frank Clark was interviewed since then talking about how when they watched that happen, he, uh, the, their next drive out where they forced them into a, a four and out potential. Basically, their first play was the log was like the 15 yard pass to Kittle, and then they went three and out after that and then had to punt. Yeah. On that drive, Frank Clark started talking shit to the, the offense like, you guys are going down. You don't, you don't know what you're getting into. Like, he, it like woke something. Them gloating with 11 minutes to go woke something up in Frank Clark. And, he played incredible. Oh my god, dude! Games. Okay, Frank Clark, all three playoff games, game-winning sack. Yeah, had the sack against Deshaun Watson on fourth down, sack against Tannehill on fourth down, Tannehill, yeah, Tannehill on fourth down, sack against Garoppolo on the fourth down. Yeah, it's it's, it's honestly amazing. It, it's it's been awesome watching the Chiefs' defense starting from like about week what thirteen, kind of morph into this like super opportunistic defense that basically plays into the offensive mentality of the Chiefs. From Whereas, week like, 12 just on. Just give Pat Mahomes that chance. Well, you know what it was. It was part of what I talked about uh, a couple weeks ago, their defense morphing into not showing man or zone right away. Yeah. Uh, it was also, uh, it, it took, it took you know, about 12 weeks to get it under line. But they play, they play, Spagnolo plays a version of Jimmy Johnson's 4-3 over. Yeah. Where the whole point of being able to stop the run in that is it relies on the nose tackle where he lines up and the way he can get on and off of the offensive lineman right away because a lot of the times being able to stop the run in that 4-3 over onus is on the nose tackle is Passano, uh Colin Sanders Derek Naughty they, they they started playing out of their minds when they fi- when it finally started to click for them now Kansas that's what helped Kansas City in interior running from week 12 on their their yards per average cut in half they were averaging like they were average giving up i think almost like 7 yards a carry at one point in the season they cut that in half to like three and a half yards per carry but from week 12 on yeah their outside zone running not the best they outside that's what that's what the 49ers attacked on outside zone runnings and end arounds with the pre-snap motion with Debo Samuel uh, that's that was the huge weakness in Kansas City's rushing defense, and the fact that Chris Jones is a really good pass blocker or pass blocker, pass rusher, really bad run defender. Right. So they were attacking him on running plays, and I, that's what the 49ers game plan for. And uh, but I, it just you know didn't work it's, out for it's, him. It's the correct game plan. And I know Kuyper's going to have a lot to say about this because I, I think he kind of leans on the same aspect that I do of that now that I'm thinking about it. He's, you know, like how actually a lot of things went right for the Niners and they did a lot of the right things. But the thing about it is that's not how it works in the Super Bowl. Literally, ever. I mean, do, ever. Do you ever, do you chalk it up to, again, I, I think Shanahan made all the right calls. Yeah. He played the hot, he made, well, the only thing I disagree with is him playing not to lose at the end of the first half. Yeah, yeah, that was... That's not what happened. D- uh, no? No. No? Hit us up. What happened, Kuiper? All right. By the way, I, I, didn't even get, I didn't even intro the episode. We got into it right away. Welcome to Football After Dark, everybody. This is the special Super Bowl episode. Yeah. Happy year three. Yep. This is now three years of us recording football. 
Corey, Corey's Man, playing Tetris 99 some more. He is killing it. Um, obviously, you know, that th- this, sound is, this is, is a... Feels like home. It's a special moment for Matt. It's championship week, baby. And uh, I, I didn't want to just... I, I, I don't know. Like Before the episode started, I was like, I'm, we're just going to let Matt talk. <laughs> like for, how, Whatever Matt wants to say, let Matt say it. I have had quite possibly the most roller coaster type of emotions when it comes to how I feel about this game than I've ever had for a Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Lay it on me. Um, I've been waiting to hear this, so... When it first happened, I was so incredibly annoyed. Really? I was... In- so, so walk walk me through I it. I was insatiably annoyed. You, okay, the, 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 let me set well, it up. You had Tyreek... You, you had the call... The call overturned on second and 15. So now it's third and 15, seven minutes to go. This was the turning point in the game. Yeah. Walk me through what you were thinking up until the snap of that ball and then what you watched. I was thinking... Because I wanted to get to first what Justin said and what you said about the first half. Which, by the way, I don't think there's anything to discuss in that first half. I think that first half went exactly the way I thought it was going to go. Which is, which is the Chiefs getting theirs. The Chiefs offense, I should say. Getting theirs. San, the San Francisco defense getting theirs. Um, and the San Francisco offense not marching up and down the field on the Chiefs defense, but... Doing the things, I was tracking a lot of things during the game where, like, that Warren Sharp brought up, which is passes over the middle of the field, which Garoppolo was amazing at, which is a weakness of the Chiefs. Um, the po- the pre-snap motion runs, which is a weakness of the Chiefs, mm-hmm. that the Niners did really well in. Those are the two big things. He also wanted to bring up how both quarterbacks did on third down, which transitions into what happened with Pat, but... The one point that I want to bring up about the way that first half ended is everyone that I heard, and I'm glad you two agree, and I don't think Corey's going to agree, but I'm glad you two think that I I don't really have any problem with anything Kyle Shanahan did. So there's I, only a couple major mistakes. I, I think Kyle Shanahan, like you said, he rides the hot hand. That's why he kept giving the ball to Debo. That's why he took Coleman out of the game and kept Mostert in the game. That's why he wasn't throwing it to Emmanuel Sanders that much because Emmanuel Sanders wasn't getting open. He was giving it to Kittle and Debo and Bourne and Bourne and Moster. Those were the hot hands, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Um, which is what he does. And he attacks areas of the defense, which is the middle pass defense of you guys because you guys play that four three over. Yep. Which is the weakness is that middle, that right behind that middle linebacker. That's where you hit that spot, right? And that's where all those passes were, right? Almost all of them. Almost yep. all of them were right in that spot, right? Mm-hmm. And then the perimeter runs. Um, which, again, you said Chris Jones, phenomenal pass rusher, bad run defender. Very and, and bad. And they run. ran at him a lot with those end arounds. Yes, they, they, they targeted for that because right. our, our linebackers are okay at stopping the run. They got better. And the rest of the D line, Passano, Sanders, Naughty, they upped their game. They, they played really well. That's why the, the interior runs weren't working. Correct. That's why all their runs from 21 weren't working because they're trying to get it up the middle. Those were the times when we actually like would tackle them for a loss or one right. or two yards. That end of the first half. A lot of people are thinking, oh, man, Kyle Shanahan was playing for a tie. He went conservative. He went, I just want to, let's just tra- trace back to what happened. Okay, so 
the Chiefs were stopped. You guys, I don't know if you guys went three and out, but you were stopped. Yeah, no, we weren't three and out, but we were right. stopped. You yeah. got stopped. You then punted, which the punt overtook the two-minute warning, correct? Mm, I think so. I think it did. I think it did. It overtook the two-minute warning, mm-hmm. right? So he doesn't take a timeout before the two-minute warning. Then he runs the ball two straight times and takes 80 seconds off the clock, right? Mm-hmm. Then you guys call a timeout. San Fran didn't call one. The Chiefs Dude, called Kansas one. Kansas City called that timeout. The Chiefs called one. The very next play was a deep shot down the field. And if Kittle didn't double extend. Right. And then the next play after that one was another deep shot. I'm, I was sitting there. I was like, he literally goaded the Chiefs into thinking that he wanted to run the clock out. And now he's just going to take shots down the field until he either scores or gets down close enough and kicks a field goal. That was his mindset. Now, obviously, everyone is the Monday morning quarterback. Like, well, that's stupid. Why are you doing that? Oh, you do like, well, it, it would work. It would have worked exactly. And again, not trying to say, not trying to take anything away, but I can't believe. I mean, I wasn't here for the play, but when that George Kittle pass interference got called, I know exactly what you thought, which is that looks a lot like the Kyle Rudolph play in the end zone against the Saints. Yep. That didn't get called. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a. If you look at the two plays next to each other, you're like, "Wow, that's that's basically exactly the same." Now, the problem is, it is pass interference. The one on Rudolph should not trying to say the one on Kittle should not have been called. It's the one on Rudolph not being called. Yep. Yeah, that's the inconsistency, and it's you could argue because originally I was like, I don't really like the call at first because. When Kittle first makes contact, his arm's already extended. So he's already made the separation. Yeah, he didn't need to do it he again. He didn't need to do it again. It, it's So it's kind of one of those things like, yeah, he's already separated. So can you really, anyway, it gets called. Obviously, at that point, I think Kyle's just pissed at that point, which is why when they asked about it, he was like, I was fine. He's like, I'm, I was okay with 10-10. I think that's why they asked him that. I mean, because, I mean, the third quarter went by and you guys didn't score. So it's not like, you know, um, but yeah, I don't have any problems with what Kyle Shanahan did at all. Really, I have no problems. People were criticizing after you guys went down and scored off the Tyree kill play, mm-hmm. and it was twenty to seventeen. And your boy Nick Wright brought it up. He said the first play they had was a five yard run from Mostert, and then right after that, he's like, all they had to do was run the ball again. If you watch that play, that second down and five play, mm-hmm. Mina Kimes posted a video of it. Terrell Suggs is guarding George Kittle. George Kittle is wide open for a first down. Not only is he wide open for a first down, Kyle Juszczyk is wide open for a first down. And if you don't want to throw it there, you can throw it to Debo in the flat and he probably gets four yards. Chris Jones batted the ball down. Mm-hmm. Like the, the Chris that was, Jones made the play of his career right, almost right that, there. That was the because like if the if the 49ers convert that that down, uh huh. God knows how much time they run off the clock because it's not like they were like you said it's not like they weren't being efficient offensively, right? Right. So Chris Jones makes the what would I guess you'd be the second play of the game at that moment. So, but yeah, so people are like, oh, they're crushing Kyle Shanahan for throwing the ball there. I'm like, no, that's, it worked. George Kill's open. 
Like George Kittle's going to catch that ball, and if he's not, if he doesn't catch it, Uzcheck's going to catch it, right? I don't right. know who who Jimmy was actually throwing to because you don't get to tell because Chris Jones bats it down immediately. Mm-hmm. And then of course on third down and five, the clock stopped already. So just throw it, right? At that point, you know what I mean, like, right? Um, Kyle knew. Kyle like people say, oh, he doesn't trust Jimmy Garoppolo. Kyle knew in that moment. I was like, he, we need him to get us down there. We can't, we can't just rely on at that current the game state at that moment. Kyle knew. Kyle was like, no, like we can't just sit back on our hind legs and try to run the clock out. Well, because ghosts of Christmas past were staring into him. He knew right away. Kansas City's got the momentum. Exactly. If we don't do something here, the game could be over. Right. So, everyone that's making out the blame to be like 60% Shanahan, you know, whatever. This game is, and I talked to, and this will be the final point I talk about the 49ers until I bring it to the Chiefs. It's something I talked to with my brother today, um, or the other day, after the game was over. This game is almost, almost entirely on Jimmy Garoppolo because that fourth quarter was so bad so horrendously bad like outside of that batted pass outside of that ball he missed guys well again he was three of 13 yeah he missed that's one play he missed people he was eating sacks he was not getting rid of the ball fast enough he was running he was I don't know if any. I don't know if it was like a game nerves thing. He's been in two Super Bowls as a backup, but he's been in two. Super, he knows the atmosphere, and again, he's got the most fourth quarter comebacks in the league this year. Yeah, he, he was seven. one of the. He was one of the most clutch quarterbacks in crunch time in yeah. the regular season. He had one of the best fourth quarter QBRs of any quarterback in the league. He had like a one sixteen fourth quarter QBR. Something my a guy I work with brought up. There was a lot of things in that game that didn't get called. There were two plays in particular, um, one on each quarterback, where Jimmy got smacked right in the face with a helmet, like took a shot to like the jaw area, and then there was another one where Pat got smacked in the face towards the middle of the game. Mm-hmm. Neither got called. But there was a lot of like pseudo calls. No, if you look at the one where uh, Jimmy, well, if we're talking about the same play, where it looks like Jimmy gets smacked in the face, if, when you like look at the slow mo that play, the Chiefs player. His hand is like off his glove, and it's uh-huh. the glove that hits Jimmy in the face, and the hand is underneath the face mask and the chin. No, I'm not talking. I'm talking. I'm not talking about the face. I'm talking about when that when a helmet hit him inadvertently. It didn't mean the helmet didn't mean to hit him in the face. Mm. But it was after that Jimmy was the the replay showed Jimmy on the ground holding his head. My boss w- was like, "I'm can Jimmy could have been playing that entire second half with a concussion, and we'll never know." I guess he never got checked in anything and never got cre- no. And usually like you have concussion protocol. Oh, the Niners will never tell anybody. No, of course that, not. That stuff, not that in the stuff Super Bowl. Gets swept right the rug which is the un- Super Bowl. which is not good. No, not at all. Um but they probably Jimmy probably wouldn't have reported himself anyway. No. These players are get No. We'll put this is the Super Bowl. On, it, it's the Super Bowl, man. You had Ward when he laid that hit on Mahomes who looked like he hurt his head. He was back in the game yeah, in the he second was. half. He yeah. was. Um and then talking about finally like the, the the Jimmy Garoppolo thing, I was talking to my brother about it, and he was like, "You know what, man?" He's like, "Jimmy missed Emmanuel Sanders. He was wide open, wide open. He wasn't as open as 
I mean, like, he was had about a step on two guys. He was as open as he could be. Yeah, my brother's like, if he hits Emmanuel Sanders in on stride. that play, in stride, he's like, that's a touchdown. That's a completely different game. And then this is where I come in. And I told him, no, it's not. And he's like, what do you mean, no, it's not? And I'm like, what's the score at that point? He's like, 27-24. And I was like, what? how much time is left? And he's like, four minutes. I was like, okay, so the Chiefs win 31-27. to I, I, it's, it's fair. It's fair. I, they're still playing like, from behind either way. Yeah. It, like, it felt I, like the Chiefs couldn't be stopped once they turned on. I, I have this. I left that game, man, with just this feeling of like, there is no hope. <laughs> I, that's how I felt. I was like, there's no yeah, hope. You told me that. You sent me that in a message. Yeah, like, I did. I was like, dude, I feel like there's no hope. The, there are 31 other teams in the NFL right now. Like, what the fuck do we do? What do we do? They, San Francisco is uniquely built to beat you. It's goofy how weird it is. They play deep coverage. They don't get beat deep. They have four guys. They don't need to blitz to get pressure. Which, by the way, I saw a stat that said Nick Bosa registered a sack, hit, or pressure on 30% of the dropbacks. Yeah, well, he kept he kept taking advantage because they kept moving him to wherever Fisher was. Yeah. Because the other side of our line, Mitchell Schwartz. Mitchell Schwartz is really good. God, he didn't allow a pressure all season? I know all, all postseason. postseason. All, all postseason, postseason. He didn't allow a single pressure. Yeah, so they just kept moving Nick Bosa around to wherever they thought the weak part was. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was working. And he it was, was getting working. through, dude. He wasn't getting there all the time, but he was getting pressure. Um, But yeah, man, dude, I... It's subsided somewhat as the day has gone on, but man, like I I had such a I was so happy for like you and for our friend Tobin and for Andy and for all those guys on the Chiefs, like Tyron Matthew, who I've loved since he's come out of LSU and he's always underachieved. And guys oh, like Sammy Watkins. Speaking of, speaking of he was a uh, since the Chiefs season's finally over, he was voted as the team MVP. That's Tyron nice. Matthew was team like MVP. That. Absolutely. Um, Sammy nice. Watkins is one of my favorite players coming out of Clemson. He's been injured and dinged up and can't stay healthy, and he finally has a Super Bowl ring, and it's really cool. But, man, I went to bed that night, and I was like, I, they're going to win the next, like, six Super Bowls. <laughs> like, who's going to stop them? Like, it, it just, there's nothing. You had a team uniquely, uniquely, in a weird way, built to beat them. and Couldn't, held them, couldn't beat them. Held them down with a 10-point lead with seven minutes to go and then got beat by 11. I, I, I don't really, I know they got beat by 11. They really got beat by four. Because Damian Williams is just trying to run the clock out. And the 49ers crashed inside. And Damian Williams isn't just going to run into the defenders. He's going to be like, oh, okay, I'm just going to go outside. Like, oh, well, okay, there's nobody out here. You know, like the game, the game, Kansas City wins that game regardless of Damian Williams scoring the touchdown. Yeah, but I'm glad he did because I hit a block pole because of it. (laughs) Well, yeah, no, it's true. But like my whole thing is like, you know, they win regardless of whether he scores the touchdown or not. But what my feeling was like, the Chiefs are just... Like, it's kind of like that, 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 I don't know if it's like the wives tale of the fair of like the little Danish boy with the dam. Mm. Like, sure, if the water comes out, you can poke your hole in it. You poke your finger in it. But eventually you're going to run out of fingers. The 49ers have 14 fingers and they plugged 14 holes and it wasn't enough. It just wasn't enough. Like, all they need is that one spark. One spark, and then the dam breaks. And once the dam breaks, you can't you can't put the water back. You can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. Yeah, right. 
And I'm just I'm just sitting there like thinking like what on earth? Like what's going to stop them? Like the salary cap. I mean, maybe which is set to go up. It's set to go up, but Pat's going to get all of the increases. Pat's going to get the increases. The thing is, is, I want to see how they space it out because uh, Kelsey, a lot of the prominent Chiefs players who are up this year or up in the next couple years for contracts were so adamant, even before they won the Super Bowl, by the way, before they won the Super Bowl. Adamant about wanting to be a chief for life. You see players say that all the time. But you had like Sammy Watkins say he would take a pay cut to stay with the Chiefs. And if for some reason he couldn't play with the Chiefs in 2020, he would take a year off of football. You do know how many players in the league. You could ask a bunch of different players in the league right now. A bunch of different receivers, tight ends, etc. If they would take a pay cut to have that man throw them the ball... I bet a big chunk of them would say yes. I don't. Some most, all, like ninety percent of them would. Yeah. But that's that, and that's what I'm saying is like I just can't imagine what it would take. Watching this team come back three straight times in the playoffs is simultaneously amazing and simultaneously frustrating for me because like a part of me is like this shouldn't happen. It like, shouldn't. Th- it's, this a should not happen. it's a statistical like, anomaly. What did I tell you guys before the playoffs? Kansas City plays better from behind. They statistically win more games when they're playing from behind than when they're playing with the you, you, you let them. You let them go up like three touchdowns in the first half. Yeah, that's why I was scared when we scored first. <laughs> I know. I was gonna say I'm like you was. So I don't know, man. I t- I had this such a. I had this long conversation with my brother about like, dude, I'm just so pessimistic now, because like, and. I just feel like I was like, dude, like I I can't even imagine anybody beating them. Like I just can't because like I literally watched them score twenty eight points in a quarter. I watched them like be down ten seventeen to ten or not um, seventeen to seven against Tennessee and win. I watched them get. I know you guys won. It doesn't matter. I watched Pat Mahomes play probably without a doubt his worst game. By far. He was rattled, dude. By far. His worst game as a pro for 50 minutes. He couldn't have sucked worse. Outside of almost getting picked off by Quan Alexander and fumbling. Those are the only two things that could have gone worse. He had a QBR of 34 through the first three quarters. And they won. Like, I just don't understand how the rest of the league looks at this team and is like, we, how do we beat them? We, do we score fifty? Yeah, like it's, it's funny because like that's my that and that was how I felt. And I'm not trying to like downplay your Super Bowl by that way and turning into a negative thing. I could not help but feel that way. Yeah, I couldn't help but feel that way, and like it bothers me. Yeah, it's funny that like yeah, Patrick Mahomes had like what a 35? You said your 38 QB. No, no, Jimmy had like a six in the fourth. Yeah, yeah, no, in the, in the fourth quarter. Well, let, let's, he had an eighty-three in the fourth quarter. He had an eighty-three. Let's start from where the Chiefs took started taking over, right? Yeah, which is with about twelve minutes left in the game. Okay, roughly, yeah, yeah. Okay, so they flipped. Well, more more of a massive swing. Patrick Mahomes uh, in the just the final twelve minutes of the game was eight for 13, 114 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, and one hundred twenty-nine point five passer rating. Yeah. Okay. Garoppolo, 3 for 11, 36 passing yards, 
No no touchdowns, one interception. Oh, three for 11. I had been saying three for 14. Yeah. I'm sorry. Pass Thank rating you. of 2.8. But again, up until that point. momentum swung. Up until that point, Grabble had like two incompletions on the entire yeah, game. So like, yeah. No, the, yeah, the opposite of that, his, it was like literally the opposite. But that's what I'm saying. Like the, the idea that you can outplay this team, not just outplay them, but hold down this offense longer and more severely than it has ever been held down since Pat Mahomes took over. You can't just outplay the Chiefs. You have to outscore them too. And that's I know, and that's what makes it so difficult. But you have to outscore them probably fairly late. And that's when it gets difficult. The thing is, being up on ten points against Kansas City will never be enough. Never. I mean, 24? I, I, I joke that 24 wasn't enough, but then at the same time, I'm like, it was the fucking Texans. Yeah. So, and the Chiefs basically gift rap 14. I feel like, out of everybody here, I don't know. Like, you're, I don't know. I don't want, I don't want to say I'm assuming that you're going to understand where I'm coming from. No, I, I don't, because, like, we watched Detroit give you the formula to beat the Chiefs earlier this year. They lost because of a fluky 99-yard fumble recovery that just didn't get whistled down. Mm-hmm. We watched all that happen. Then the next week, Colts did everything and perfectly and executed perfectly and showed you how to beat the 49ers and the, or beat the Chiefs. And then Shanahan, you know, kind of – egotistically like I'm going to beat him my way I'm going to roll with a hot hand I'm not going to run with Mostert who ran for 220 yards two weeks ago I mean the the method did almost work <laughs> it almost worked but it, it didn't work but I mean it, it they held I mean if you really think about it they through three quarters the 49ers did better what was than the, what was the, the time Colts and Texans did what did the what was the time breakdown before the uh, time of possession. Time of possession. Chiefs had them beat, actually. Did they? Yeah, because Chiefs had the ball for longer because they would go on quicker drives. But then you know, Pat threw two interceptions. So even stalled. if you're just doing more outside, I mean, you could do. I know Samuel was running the ball, but you could still at least do more motion outside runs with Sanders. Sanders has speed to beat people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he doesn't have like the physicality that Debo does, but you know, mix it up a little bit. I. I will say, as pessimistic as I'm sounding, I do think if those two teams played ten times, they split 500. Like, well, did you uh, uh, game day uh, game day morning? They have their like crazy analytics girl was going into mm-hmm. predicted stats and who would win yeah. and all this stuff. She ran some. She I I I don't know what numbers were calculated into this, but she said she ran a simulation. She did this simulation thing, and she was talking about some of the numbers and things. She was predicting stats, and Anna, she was doing heavy analytic stuff. She did a simulation a million times, like the Kansas City, uh, mm-hmm. San Francisco a million times. Said Kansas City won 51% of the time. It really is like a half and half. Yeah, like those two teams, that's what made the Super Bowl so good, is that these two teams are almost like in weird juxtaposing ways designed to beat one another, but... As many things as Kansas City is good at that San Fran's bad at, there are things that San that Kansas City's bad at that San Fran's good at. And, like, that's almost why I kind of, like, I feel like I wouldn't have felt that way if the game would have just been back and forth. Right? If the game would have been 24-20, to 20, but and it's just back and forth, and 
They're exchanging the lead back and forth, and Kansas City ultimately ends up winning. I don't think I would have felt that way. But the fact that Kansas City, <laughs> again, fell down double digits and just... just And then the other thing with the Tyreek Hill play. I, the second Tyreek caught that pass, I don't know if Tom thought that, but the second Tyreek... I was like, it's over. It's over. It is over. The game that they might have they might as well have wrapped the game at that point because mm. all that needs to happen is for it's kind of like I don't even know how to explain. It. Like obviously like I'm a broadcaster and I call live sports a lot and I cover a lot most like I've been covering a lot of basketball lately. And the number one thing that coaches tell me, the players tell me is that whoever their best shooter is Whoever he or she is, it doesn't matter. If they're having a bad game, they will tell them in the huddle, do not stop shooting. Because the second you make one, it it's on. Like, the second you make one, you're going to... And I've literally watched it happen. Like, I watched this Kennedy Catholic team play this local school that I was covering. And this girl, who averages like 24 a game, shot like six straight three-pointers and didn't make one. Not one. She was airballing them. It was bad. She made one from like college range and then made like five straight and they won. Oh my God. Okay. And like that, that was, I was like, that's it. That's what the Chiefs are. The Chiefs just need that one play. And it just like, it almost kind of like, like you, and, and I hate to keep using this word. It's like Pat gets this like, it's almost like Pat is like uncontrollable like electricity. And you need to put the capsule on him. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And because he was missing people. Like, there was that one play where he threw it in the dirt behind Tyreek. And it was like, wow. Yeah, the like, pressure was rattling yeah. him. Like, he's I think it was really getting rattled. It was a combination of pressure rattling him. And this was obviously, in Super Bowl, the biggest game he's ever played in in his career. And he knew he was playing poorly. Yes. And he's, he's, one, he's one, he's one of his biggest critics. He knew he was playing poorly. And two... Even going into last year, anytime Chiefs had a uh, a primetime game or a big moment, he it, didn't play well. He didn't play well. It took a little bit for him to get the nerves off because maybe he was like a little too excited or who mm-hmm. knows. He even admitted to it that he knows that he does that, but he can't help it because that's just like how he is, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of something that he that he deals with. Um, and luckily the team can rally around him and. In a way, I, I actually said this too. I was like, that might be the first time in Pat's career as a chief that his team bailed him out. Because if Tyreek drops that pass, or if Chris Jones doesn't bat that ball down, like who knows what happens? Like it like Pat could have evaded as many sacks as he wanted. If Tyreek drops that pass, I mean, you're not gonna go for it on a fourth and fifteen inside your own twenty. Yeah, no, you don't. You're if Chris Jones doesn't bat that ball down and George Kittle catches that pass and he runs for 13 yards on second down and five. Now the clock's ticking underneath four minutes. They're going to probably run it at least twice. You know, who knows what happens? So, like, I'm not trying to say Pat got bailed out and Pat was like lucky, but like, it's almost like the people around him needed to be like, all right, we need to make like at least two plays and from there, Pat can take us the rest of the way. Speaking of, uh, speaking of all of that. Uh, can we just like there are some uh, people? Damian Williams should have gotten the MVP. Can we like put that in the dust? That Damian Williams played great, but he got half his yardage on one play. 
No, D- Damian Williams should not have won MVP. He had that big conversion, first down conversion, where he evaded like three people. He had big. He, he gave him he, the Saquon Barkley. He I'm not saying he played bad. In a matter of a yard. He is an undrafted uh, running back. Undrafted running back. Don't need to pay running backs, people. But undrafted running back. He scored six or seven postseason touchdowns, which is the most for a running back all time. He amazing. But Pat won that game. Yeah. The only other person you could have reasonably given it to was Tyreek for no, making the catch. Yeah. Yeah, Tyreek had, I think, like ten catches in the game, so he, he did. did. Um, yeah, you, you would you give it to Pat? Oh, I want to. I want to. Uh, another thing that people I've seen some people talking about that I actually do agree with. What, what what did the Chiefs do last year? Lost in the AFC Championship game, literally an offsides from D Ford away from going to the Super Bowl, where they could have won it. Who knows? The, the Rams game and all that shit. Now, thirty-one other teams in the league. You're one offsides away from the Super Bowl. How? What, what are the percent chances that you're like, all right, we were there. We have the team. We have the pieces. This is it. Let's run it back. Mm-hmm. What's the percentage that the 31 other teams in the league run it back? Though I mean, probably only the Patriots. No, no, no. I don't mean like they get to the AFC Championship game again. I mean like they, your your front office, they take a look at your team and they think about what's going on and and, and basically they're okay with the personnel that they have because they were one play away from the Super Bowl. Teams that like retain their staff and everything after after a uh, staff players everything. Tell me like what what, what percentage? Probably how, very little. Like probably like what thirty, twenty. No, I would say it's pretty is it, is it, high. Is it, you think it's high? Think about like with the Jaguars. They were in the AFC Championship game. They barely lost. What did they do to their roster the next year? Nothing. Basically they, nothing, yeah. They, okay, so that's that's what I'm getting at. Oh, okay, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, if you get that close, you often think like, okay, do your one play away. I'm thinking more like... Do it again. Run it. The run, Saints did it. Yeah. Run it Every back. Every time. Like, the Saints get robbed in these playoff games, and they're like, dude, we don't need to make any changes. Run it back. Like... what? Are, okay, I just... I, I want... I, with that in mind, I really just a big... There, there were some... Of the Chiefs fans earlier on in the season, and even for the last couple years, wanting to give our uh, GM Brett Veach some shit, it was like because he took over after we fired Dorsey for uh, trying to go over Andy's head and cutting like Macklin and doing stuff that he wasn't supposed to. So Veach, who's actually a friend of Andy Reid, you know, is our GM now. Veach blew it up, blew up the defense, blew it up. Yeah. Fired Sutton, okay? Nine different starters. You have 11 starters on defense. Nine of them this year are different than last year. You have Clark, Matthew, Ogba, Okafor, Breland, Thornhill, Fenton, Ward, Fuller. <coughs> New faces. When you're one when you're one offsides away, one play away from the Super Bowl, and you think you don't rest on your laurels. What do we say in Fad Pod? You don't doing nothing means you're taking a step back. Yeah, the Atlanta, Atlanta Falcon syndrome. Atlanta Falcon syndrome. Doing think, nothing means you're means you're falling behind because teams are jumping ahead of you. Veach and this front office didn't look at that that uh, 
moment and say, we were so close, let's just run it back. We got this. It's because your defense was historically bad. Maybe that's what it was. But, but also, like you said, like you could have easily just been like, you know what, man? We can get we can get an extra year for these guys. We can get we can draft some more people, get some more depth and free agency. We don't got to shake everything up. We can keep these guys here and work with and, them. And, and he did an entire shakeup. Yeah, no, you're right. Fired the D coordinator. Nine new starters. Spagnolo comes in. We went from running a three four a three four like under defense to a four three over, <laughs> like almost complete opposite, dude. It I, is the yeah. It's the it's systematically the complete opposite. Yeah. It's so fascinating. Yeah. And uh, I think the Chiefs are really lucky after this year because, I, at least at least for now, uh, well, you always the see these Super Bowl you always see these Super Bowl winning staffs getting completely dissected, and I don't think it happens because you have all these coaching positions locked up. Yeah, well, the only person you're worried about, and it won't happen until after next year, would be Bienemy, who is robbed of. And I don't know if we, I, I don't want to get too far into the weeds with that, but. Bianami had a few uh, interviews for coaching positions when they were opening. It was totally Rooney ruled. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They they were only interviewing Bianami because he was a black man. I'll say it. I'll fucking say it. Oh, you're not the only person in the media that will oh, say dude, it. So you no. Had, you had an offensive coordinator and a defensive coordinator who were both coaching teams that were going to the Super Bowl, and both of them got overlooked. Both of them are black. Mm-hmm. Osala. Osal- mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He got interviewed by the by the Browns, and they didn't take him. They took uh, Stefanski. Two st- teams, I think. I don't know what the other team was. I know the Browns. I know Bieniemy interviewed with like three teams, and, and for what he's for what he's done, and the offense that he calls. I mean, he, Andy calls the plays, but him and Bieniemy work together. And if you want to just put it in a history perspective, you Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl, Matt Nagy playoffs, and makes Mitch Trubisky not look half bad sometimes. Bieniemy could do that. Frank Reich. Yeah, you, excellent you, coach. You usually see these these Super Bowl staffs getting completely fucking dissected after the season. So here's the thing: this staff is going to be the same next year. They didn't get dissected. Bianami is going to be with the team another year, which is kind of crazy. It'll be the first time we've had the same OC for three years under Andy because usually they keep getting recruited out. Uh, most of the defensive pieces are signed. Matthews signed. Clark signed. The only Fuller signed. Sharif's Ward sign our lower player not I don't lower I don't passing no naughty uh, Colin Sanders is under his rookie deal still like the only person on defense that needs to be signed or franchise tagged is Chris Jones it's the only question mark offense side of the ball we still have Kelsey for two or three more years Tyreek Hill we just signed last year on a five or six year deal so Tyree kills on the team for the next five to six years. You you have Pat's contract coming up probably this offseason. They're not going to go into the fifth-year option. He's going to get signed this offseason. That's what they were talking about. So even before next year will be the final year where he's really cheap. Correct. So you got to look into what, what are you going to do with Sammy Watkins? Watkins said he'd take a pay cut. I don't know how much of one he'd be willing to take. But The big loss, I think, would be... To your O line, I think you'd have. I think that would be the area of it where the Chiefs would maybe be more lenient with, because for the same reason that you can be lenient with it with Kyler Murray, yeah. and the same reason why you can be lenient with it with Russell Wilson. Sure, it helps, but he can he can do. The, but then, like everything you're saying is just like more to the point of like I just don't. 
Like I would be willing, I would be willing to make like a fifty dollar bet with each of you that the Chiefs are going to go back to the Super Bowl. I won't take that bet because I I think they will too. Um, I, I this might not be that's my that's how I feel and you, like I'm not trying to say it's a I name. wouldn't know what to do with myself. I think, I'm I mean, saying, who, I'm just, <laughs> who's who are you going to have in the AFC? There's exactly you would, Patriots team who might get completely like downed now. Nah, Tom Brady said in a Hulu ad he's not going anywhere. <laughs> I don't believe that for a fucking second. Like, who in the AFC? <laughs> no, there. I, I don't think there's. Any, you have Patriots who are actually regressing. You yeah, have actually regressing bad. Like I'm sorry, you have like a almost fluky Tennessee team. You had the Derrick Henry Titans. Yeah, you had. <laughs> and how fuck, does he you have Houston who makes it there every year somehow. And they just they they gave Bill O'Brien an extension, so you know they're not going to get anywhere past the divisional they round for the next five years. They up entirely off the back of Deshaun Watson. And every year that gas runs out because he cannot possibly go on that He's long. He's like the James Harden of the NFL. Oh, absolutely. That's, that's, my, a, that's a really good way to put it. Yeah. Except I, I don't like James Harden. But. I like James Harden. Yeah, there's... It's literally only Baltimore. Yeah. That is it, and and, and Baltimore and Baltimore can't beat Kansas City, like it's just like because no, Baltimore's City. the Baltimore's the inverse of Kansas City. If right. you can, the, if you can, say it. if you can get a quarterback in Pittsburgh, yeah, I think so. I think Pittsburgh with a good quarterback and that defense can beat Kansas City. I think the Steelers need to go after Alex Smith. Is, we're going to bring back fucking Ben Roethlisberger. I think that, they need to is, go after Alex Smith. How's Alex Smith anyway. doing? I was thinking about that when you were talking uh, about him. He is getting ready to start playing again. Oh, yeah? Yep. Yeah. He, he wants, he wants he to be he was on lucky team. to be alive. Yep. You know who I... He wants to be on I hope he gets a ring. You know who Give I him wanna, a fucking ring, Andy. You know who I want to talk about? Who? Oh, <laughs> you're going <laughs> to think I'm dumb. No, do it. Is Denver stick, sticking with Drew Locke as their starter next year? I sure hope so. I think they will. He didn't play. He played pretty. The only he, game he lost at the end of the year was against the Chiefs in a snowstorm. He he split. He went two and two, didn't he? I don't think he split. I I can't remember because he beat. I know he won his first two. They beat the shit out of Houston. They did, didn't they? Like they pummeled Houston, and then I know they beat. Uh, he played their final four games, right? That's what I thought. Um, I I thought it was more than four. Was it more than four? I think it was more than four. Um, I don't dislike Drew Locke. Yeah, I like him. Denver's Denver's that type. We're we're not getting into this at all because, good lord, um, Denver's definitely one of those teams that I feel like can like be that team that like last this year they were awful, but then next year people are like wow they might be a playoff team, right? Because they got my boy Cortland Sutton. Yeah, Drew Lock, and they, they got Drew Lock. They, they, if they got my other boy uh, Noah Fant, Chubb should be back sometime next year. Mm-hmm. And you still have, you know, Von Miller. Yeah, and uh, I mean the rest of their defense isn't bad. I want to you because you said the Steelers if they get a quarterback, he played in five games. What was his record? Was it three and two? Um, I'm trying to look. I, I have to pull these up in separate things because um, I'm looking at the I don't know, man. Like, someone asked me that the other day. They were like, if Ben Roethlisberger never gets hurt this year and everything else happens. Uh, he's 4-1. and one. The only game he lost was to Kansas City yeah, in a snowstorm. Lost, only game he lost to Kansas, was to Kansas City, and he's uh, he's got uh, 
64% completion rate, 1,020 yards, 6.5 average, uh, seven touchdowns, three interceptions. Not bad at all. That's not bad. That's not bad. Maybe John Elway found his diamond in the rough. That's right. Yeah. Um, 89.7 rating. Yeah. Not bad. Um, but no, they asked me, like, oh, okay, well, what happens this year for the Steelers if uh, Ben Roethlisberger never gets hurt? And I was like, we go 11-5, and five, we take Tennessee's spot in the playoffs, and we lose to New England in the first round. Oof. Prop. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't. Ben. Ro- I'm over Ben Roethlisberger. No, I. I, I you you going to sign uh, Philip Rivers? I don't know. I just, they should get Alex Smith. Oh my God, he's perfect for that. No, he's Alex Smith's going to New England. Hey, he's probably. Hey, what? Hey Matt. Now that you want all that football money, you going to pay us our football money? I do owe you football money. You do owe us football money. Our sixty-nine dollars collectively. <laughs> <laughs> Well, for me, it's now nineteen because I made Matt take ten dollars out to pay for the block pool for his dad. But yeah, I know I got. Do you want to know what my dream situation is for the Steelers? Is that we trade? We fucking first of all, we get rid of Marquise Pouncey. Oh, there you go. Because Jesus Christ, it. Which well, luckily here's the here's the reason why I want us to get rid of Marquise Pouncey because if we get rid of Marquise Pouncey, Ben will be pissed and he'll retire. And. Then we can either fucking go get Matt Stafford, or get Matt Stafford. or like I don't know, draft Love out of Utah State, or get Alex Smith. I don't know. Alex Smith worries me, man. I think they should gun for him. Alex Smith worries me. I think they should gun for him. I, I could not possibly trust Alex Smith. Not because I don't like Alex Smith, but because, like, good Lord, man. Like, that was a... Hey, man. Teddy won a bunch of games for the Saints. I do think... I, I do... That was also a horrific injury. Yeah. The <laughs> only thing I can do. really hang my hat on is, like, yeah. Like, I, I, I do like the fact that we have a defense that I trust again. Yeah. Um, it's a great defense. But the offense is in shambles. It, it really is. Um, <laughs> I'm upset Teddy didn't win comeback player. I don't think he played enough. That's the thing that sucks. Yeah, but he won all the games. He did. It's That's why you should have went to him at halftime against the Vikings. I am so happy for him in two different ways. One, because he's not a Viking anymore, so I could root for him. And two, <laughs> <laughs> that he did so fucking well. I, I, I liked... I like Teddy Bridgewater right when he entered the league, and then he suffered that injury, and it was terrible. So uh, I was we, rooting for him. Corey, or which one of you was it that r- roughly alluded to the uh, the Tom Brady thing? Um, there is a there was other news outside of the Super Bowl, um, which I think the Super Bowl was basically Matt's excited, Matt's thrilled, we're all happy for Matt. Oh yeah, I know. I want to. I I need you to walk me through what it was like watching the game with your friends. Because I was watching with my dad, and like, uh, it was it was an experience getting to you know. My dad was alive when they won their first Super Bowl, but watching him like get more and more excited, and and me knowing like half memeing that oh now that we're down by ten now we can start playing coming back and but then still just getting upwardly nervous like third quarter ended and I wasn't sitting down anymore I was pacing around the living room and the kitchen coming back out watching plays my dad screaming me screaming back which is again silly which is why I almost didn't want to have to have a Super Bowl party at my house because you know my bless my Aunt Margie's soul 
bless her soul, is sitting right next to, she's like sitting in a chair next to where I was like standing because my seat was next to hers the way we were set up. And I'm screaming at the top of my lungs. My dad's going, God fucking damn it, come on. And then he, like right after he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I don't know, man. We were all just kind of, I don't, I don't know. Like we were all just kind of like just we were, we were really chill, hanging out, enjoying ourselves. Like it was a fun time. Making we fun we, of we shit. were popping off for the big plays. Um. Uh. Tom, who is our Patreon and our resident Forty ers fan, at no point was confident. No point. Yeah, no point at all. At no point. I mean, he's he is a very pessimistic Niners fan, like to almost to a fault. Love he's you, like Tom. Like the Tobin of Forty Nineers. He fan. is. Man. Um, he at no point, even when they scored, uh, even when they when they were up twenty, when they scored the twentieth point, he was like, I, I don't, I don't like it, man. I don't like it. Yeah, I didn't like it either because it wasn't enough. Um, so it's not which, enough. by the way, that was the other thing that I want to bring up in the Super Bowl was that San Francisco punted only twice. Yeah, and, and like. And lost a football game. And lost a football game. Kansas City punted also twice? I think they punted three or four. Well, no, I think every other drive, three, they every, threw two interceptions. Yeah, because yeah. every other drive that these two teams had, they were long drives. The Super Bowl was very short. Long drives, they either scored or turned the ball over, which made the game go very fast. Also, a lot more game, because of that, a lot more game time, less, less TV breaks. Yeah, there was like a disproportionate clock. amount of commercials this year. It was yeah. kind of silly. Because there's a lot of running clock. Yeah. So when when that comes up, you can't broadcast that many commercials. Rip. So there was, I'm sure there was some Charlie Day got his shirt clean, though. Yeah, it is later. You can clean your shirt now, and then, Charlie. And then maybe not happened. Yeah, it was kind of like... Afterwards, I was like, there weren't a lot of commercials. Nope. There really weren't. That's good. Is that good? Fuck capitalism. Is yep. that a good? Okay. I was eat the rich. Your, eat uh, the rich, baby. The vast majority. Yeah. Of those all right. Eyes so made me roll my eyes. Let's slow down with the eat the rich. Let's season the rich first. <laughs> let's be. Let's not be the white stereotype, and let's season our food. All right. This, you're this right. A, I, will, I got some Cajun sauce. <laughs> don't forget to take your mango sauce today. Oh yeah, I forgot it the other day. Yeah. yeah, don't uh, yeah, don't be the 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 stereotype and just put salt and pepper on it, on your on your rich. Make sure you uh, <laughs> marinate it. You want to marinate the rich. Yeah. So, Are you guys trying to eat rich eisen? I love rich eisen. I rich eisen's pretty. <laughs> cool. Oh, but yeah. So Matt Matt's excited. Justin Acoria meh, and I'm like, I don't know. The Chiefs are going to win the next four Super Bowls, not, and I'm going to be uh, upset I'm about it. I'm not meh. Like. No, I'm actually quite excited about. It. I, I know I, I'm almost with you on like the. I think it's like one the, of those the, micro the, dynasties. The, the the inevitability of it. Yeah, but what I love about it, okay, is it's it is the exact fucking opposite of the Patriots. That team is the fucking opposite, and I love it. And, and I, I and, embrace and, it, and, 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 I, and so I, got, I can't lie, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I, I get d- so excited because it's different, man. My, my, my friend at work today literally asked me, like, what's the difference between you not liking this potential Chiefs dynasty and liking the Patriots? And I was like, because the Patriots were evil. I'm like, the Patriots would beat you in, like, these, like, they beat you with, like, their scheme and their planning and their adjustments, and they found, like, little things, and that's why every year... 
you would always feel like the dynasty was going to end. Because they would just barely eke it out. Like, they were just like, oh, man, they they were so close. They were just so close. This this is just like a blitzkrieg. Like, Kansas City just runs you off the field. Yeah. And... And then, yeah, they they well they they blow up on you. They get they get yeah. hot and then they and explode I don't know, on you. man. Like much like the, much like the Warriors dynasty, you know. It's, it's, it's the it, and that is really the perfect close. comparison. Yeah, and they're the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Like, but then you have you have fucking awesome, fun loving. But then my brother, I, then I was like, oh, the, cheeseburger finally. I don't want to be like, did you come like kind of downing on Kansas City's parade? But like, Andy Reid is sixty one and not. In that grade of health, do you oh, think no. he's going to be coaching that long for at least five more years? I think, I think so. he can at least coach. I think at, at the very least five. I more think years Pat. I think I think I think the thing about it is I think Andy's going to want to see out like the rest of this early portion of Pat's career and just see the trajectory that he gets onto because. I mean, everyone's making the comparisons like, "Oh, this is what happened with Aaron Rodgers." Aaron Rodgers won a Super Bowl early, and then he's never won again, and he runs coaches out. Obviously, Pat Mahomes is not Aaron Rodgers. Not, not by a long shot. Not by a long shot. This is, this is so different. He's way a, he's a way better person yeah. <laughs> than Aaron Rodgers is. Um, I, say Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. I see Pat Mahomes like argue for a lot more flags than I see Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but Pat's never going to get a coach fired. Well, because, because Aaron Rodgers doesn't like scream at people or do anything like that he just fucking like moans to himself and yeah, then just and then like and then just like a, stays quiet gets a play then, call in his ears and throws the ball out of bounds and like, then run like to, and then run to super bowl winning coach out of town even though i thought it was the right choice out of the two yeah yeah i think he's he's a lot more passive aggressive than pat mahomes is pat mahomes is a lot more vocal a lot more you know like out there with his energy i don't know i'm it's just I'm, different people they're just different people i'm in a very small boat of i i i I'm worried about how basically I'll end it like this because it's the perfect transition to the Brady thing. If the Patriots dynasty is over, which we're all assuming it is, I don't want there to be any more dynasties. I don't think it'll be like, like no, 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 it won't be, it won't be a Patriots dynasty. It's not going to be twenty years, but what? I mean, sure, no, no, no but no. it's going to be much like a uh, much like the Bears in the eighties, and you know, like. The Bears, the Bears, they had one Super Bowl. Huh? The Bears in the 80s? They had one ring. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, you're, you're about, talking about, they like. They might. And you know what? The Chiefs might only get that one ring. Here's the thing. I, a, lot of times. a lot of people but are saying Dynasty. A lot of people are. And if, let me just sidebar it. I'm so glad that Troy Aikman had to commentate the Super Bowl after his uh, now infamous tweet earlier in the season when they when someone was talking about how Mahomes has already beaten, like, some of Aikman's records and certain things, and Aikman re-quoted that tweet and then and said, in case you missed it, get back to me when he has 33% of my Super Bowl victories, and now he does. So I'm glad Aikman had to watch that. Oh, I forgot about that. Now that makes me happy. <laughs> now I'm in a lot better of a mood. <laughs> <laughs> Aikman just ate shit. Yeah. But, like, I, it's, I, I don't want to, as the Chiefs fan, I don't want to say let's pump the brakes a little bit, but maybe just a tiny bit because, like, Aaron Rodgers only been to one Super Bowl. Drew Brees been to one, one Super Bowl. Let's wait to see if Seahawks Mahomes gets to, to a second Super Bowl. Seahawks been to two one one. Like, I mean, it, it's really we have to remember that like the, the Patriots it, dynasty was. Is a, it's hard to get to the Super Bowl. It's not you yeah. shouldn't just assume it. Only and if we're assuming it, it and year. the players start to assume it, 
That's okay. my. Pro- I I am 31. just assuming it. I am just kind of assuming that they're going to make it because like I just don't see. Well, you all right? So again, not to be like a downer or anything, but you already seen this year that Pat has struggled with some injuries. He came back more than uh, faster than a lot of people would, but that injuries is still a thing. I mean, Tom Brady tore his ACL the one year. Yeah, it's always a possibility. It's a, that's always on the table as a possibility. I'm not mm-hmm. saying I want it to happen. I'm not saying it's oh, going to happen. Like, but I'm just saying it could happen. Especially waiting like a couple of years when Pat Mahomes takes up a majority of the Chiefs' salary cap and they can't pay linemen anymore. Right. Um, oh boy. Speaking of Brady, yeah, be careful, man. The report came out um, shortly after. I think it was after he tweeted the picture that ultimately ended up being a Super Bowl ad, which uh, a lot of people called. Yeah. Um, that uh, the Patriots are willing to give him over $30 million to stay. Sweet. Um, the, the other thing that will also end the Patriots' dynasty. Um, how do you guys feel about that? Um, they already can't like get people on the team. Yeah, they already... And then, and then oh, Tom Brady will suck up a majority of the, like, a big chunk of the salary cap now, and they'll get even less people yeah, on for the, the team. First time, for the first time in his career, he wants like to be paid a lot. It was $30 million, right? No, he doesn't want to be paid a lot. He he said he wants to pay more people on the. T- he wants to get more people to come in. He'd rather he take a pay cut. Tom Brady's one of those people that never wanted the big paycheck. Oh, he, well, what was the he's rumor coming, that he wanted? 30 the the million. Patriots have just said no, that the they'd Patriots, be willing yeah. to. Oh, the Patriots oh, okay. want to give him thirty billion. That's what it is. And he's like, no, I want weapons. Yeah, but like. But let's see what ends up happening. But there's even, a big tug of war going on because yeah. Brady's like, I don't want the money. I want more players. And Robert Kraft's like, no, I want to pay you. And Bill Belichick's like, get him the fuck out of here. You want him out for almost three Please years Please get him out of here. Please, yeah. I think it'd be good for Brady to move somewhere else, actually. I think I think change is good for the NFL. I think if he goes, there's a couple places that he could go. Chargers, man. I think the Chargers would be great. Great destination for him. That'd be the most talented team he's been on. Mm-hmm. Which is goofy to say because they've won three of the last five Super Bowls. Oh, dude. Um, Dude, but great, great running game, opportunistic defense. You got a very, very interesting defense. And I don't know. I think it'd be my boy Derwin James. Oh, so good. Be such a good fit for him. I think. Oh, so good. Uh, the there, only other places I was thinking of, it was like, can you think of another sign. place that Brady could go? He can go reunite with Adam. Ooh. Vinatieri. Yeah. Ooh. Indy. I don't know if Giselle would want to move to Indianapolis. Uh. There's rumors of Philly, Philip Rivers going to Indy. He just moved down to Florida, though. Going Dolphins. Ew. Yeah. Terrible. Ew. No. I think they should. God, no. I think they should draft a quarterback and then send him behind Ryan Fitzpatrick. For Yo, man, we just. Can I just. We, can we Let's go, baby. rewind? We talked about the AFC and thinking, like, man, there's nobody in the AFC that can beat the Chiefs. You know what? Josh Allen. Year three. It's happening. Chiefs play the Bills this year in straight, Buffalo. Straight up, dude. That team gets better every year. And I'm actually excited for them. I'm thinking about going to that game in Buffalo because I know Shane's going to you know, go. You know Shane will take you if you ask him, right? Oh, yeah. You know Shane will take you. I think I'm going to go to that Buffalo Chiefs that game. That will with actually low-key be a very interesting game because the Bills are similar to... What the 49ers do? Mm. Yeah. Where they're very good against the pass, like just schematically. Um, I don't know. I, fantastic Pro Bowl corner. What about Philly? Go. What about Philip Rivers going to uh, 
Tampa. I don't think they get rid of Jameis. Bruce Arians 100% wants to get rid of Jameis. I don't think it happens. Uh, you guys probably saw this flat around the talk about like, like, uh, Carson Palmer talking about playing in an Arians offense and talking about how much his interceptions went up mm-hmm. when it happened. I mean, Jameis has kind of always played this way, but he was it was more than usual this year. And, and yeah, Palmer talked about it. He's like, yeah, I threw a lot more touchdowns. I also threw a lot more picks my first year in that system. Yeah, because it's a but vertical then, passing game. Yeah, but then after that, the second year, oh, man. It was way better. Now, Palmer was already a proven quarterback right. in Cincinnati before he went there. So it's a little different. Jameis is a proven... What's uh, Jameis a proven... He's literally the most volatile quarterback I've ever seen in my <laughs> fucking life. Proven crab leg stealer. <laughs> I wanted Jameis to win MVP. Proven pit dweller. I wanted Jameis to win it. What he did this year was more impressive than what anybody did. <laughs> right. Hmm? I said I wanted Jameis Winston to win MVP because he did oh, the okay. most impressive thing that anybody <laughs> did all year. My number one it's favorite fair. thing that happened this season is the Buccaneers ending their season on a pick six. Yeah, for the, the for the thirtieth interception. My favorite thing that happened this season. Watching one of my one of my favorite, I guess we're talking. About, one of my favorite things was watching that Tampa Bay Carolina game that was from Wembley, and Rich Eisen literally almost being speechless at the amount of times Jameis Winston turned the ball over, and then Jameis simultaneously also throwing like three or four touchdowns and getting them back in the game. Rich Eisen like didn't know what to do. Rejizen was like, I, I, folks, this is, I don't know what to say about this. Like, this is, Jameis Winston started off this game with four straight turnovers. Now he's got four touchdown passes. <laughs> like, this is just not the way. Uh, it's who he is, man. This is who he is. Oh. He'll um, always be that volatile. I'll, po- I'll pose this question. Was anybody object to Lamar winning MVP? No. No. Not even the slightest. He deserved it. I love that he... Uh, no, he, he was unanimous MVP, by the way. How fucking cool is that? Second time ever. The only other time was when Tom, Tom Brady got He it. had the best regular season. How did... Real quick. How did Peyton Manning not win a unanimous MVP when he threw for 5,555 right. touchdowns? Isn't that really... Because someone not? like you doesn't like him. That's damn right they don't. <laughs> Fuck Peyton Manning. Dude, I didn't know you were on that fucking committee, dude. Bull, bullshit scheme. Nonsense throwing... Slants and screen passes and letting Demarius run for twenty yards after the catch, fucking five thousand five hundred yards, and you account you yourself accounted for less than half of it. You bum. No, <laughs> let him know, dude. Oh, I hate oh, yeah. him. Duh. How could the Chiefs possibly win the Super Bowl next year when the Chargers are going to be favored to win the AFC West again? God damn. <laughs> Not this time, buddy. Not this time. <laughs> and, this, and that'll probably be the year the Chargers win the AFC. <laughs> they get rid of Philip Rivers, and now no one talks about the Chargers. Yeah, they bring then they win fucking the- Tom Brady, and yeah. then they fucking win the West. And they're gonna draft Tua Tungavailoa. Do you guys want to play a fun little game? No, yeah, I'll play a game. Go. We're gonna go every NFL team. No, we'll go round table. No, Pip, just say one thing that they they need to do coming in next year. Just one thing. One thing. Uh, we'll thing. try to be quick about it. Cause our next, we'll do this now. Our next episode will be, will be our first. actual like regular season wrap up. We'll have to give out our awards. I'll just pull up a list. We're gonna give our awards, and Corey and I were supposed to do something for the Pro Bowl week. Do you remember what it is? Make our Pro Bowls. Okay, 
Well, Corey I and I were supposed to do doing the Pro Bowl, and then we didn't because we got sidetracked doing other things, and we wanted to talk about other things, I guess. Corey and I, as you all know, those of you who have been listening for three years now, if you've been listening that long, uh, Corey and I do this thing every offseason where we predict every single team's free agency. We break down every team's salary cap. We try to predict trades and signings and releases and work mock drafts into it, and it's a big, long process that him and I do. Um, and we've actually been pretty good in, on occasion. We've nailed some some pretty cool things. Um, but what I posed to him a couple of weeks ago was I wanted to... Okay, this this is this is gonna be we're gonna tease it and then not end up doing it. So this is this is my way of committing to doing it. Ooh, he's what, committed. What Corey and I did was oh, we had a salary cap, whatever the salary cap number was for last year. You had to take that number and take players who are under contract for next year. So you can't take anybody that's a free agent. You can't take anyone whose deal is expiring. You have to take players whose deals are active through 2020 okay and make a team you can only do a certain amount of rookies right right and you're limited on rookie contracts i think oh. you're i think you're only allowed i think i said four i think like no 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 i said eight it was eight because it's to simulate a draft class or no seven because there's seven, seven rounds yeah. so it's to simulate a rookie draft class so you have to make an entire roster not entire roster but like a starting 22 basically yeah and if you want to do punter and kicker you can um with the cap restrictions so obviously it's not really accurate because you have to fill out a full 52 man (laughs) roster but what Corey and i are going to do is we've built teams with the restrictions that their contracts hold so it's kind of like a pro bowl but like it's like a DraftKings pro bowl Oh, speaking of like doing stuff with each other, did you guys still want to do our uh, pick up our copies of Madden and do the oh do the god league? I'm so bad at Madden, dude. So am I though. We're all bad at Madden. It'll if be we fun. find time to do it, I'm down. <laughs> I want to. Well, we want to do a whole bunch of other stuff that involves We've... content creation that you can listen to on the deep cut. We're not telling you what it is. Ha ha. Put it behind a paywall. Yep, that's right. We're gonna start teasing the paywall more this year because we need money. <laughs> that's right. We need a uh, we need more jelly beans for Corey's basement. We need to get my Miami Heat jersey still. The whole point of us creating a Patreon was for you to get a Jimmy Butler Heat jersey. <laughs> it was, and, and I still Patreon haven't got it. Almost a year, and yeah, and you don't have. Well, one. we could have put thirty more dollars for it, but you had to buy a new cable today. Well, the next two months, you know what, you know what it's going to be. <laughs> Jimmy Butler Heat jersey. Yeah, yep. but we need to pay for we need to pay for our certain. We make seven dollars a month. It's gonna take a while before you get enough. How to- do we make seven dollars a month? We get like fifty something. Did he down some? Yeah, it was. A- yeah, I thought it was a Christmas present. That's what I thought. Did you uh, have your Twitter conversation with him? By the way, he has messaged me. Angry, fucking message Corey. You are owed a month's worth of Corey best friend tier on Patreon. What's gonna happen when you finally get the my uh, the Jimmy Butler Miami Heat jersey? And he gets traded to the Pistons. He's not, he's not gonna get traded. He's their their, their centerpiece now. Or uh, he's gonna get traded to the Grizzlies, like apparently everybody is. Yeah. Whatever that NBA <laughs> drama was, I don't really care. All yeah. right, Justin, rattle off NFL teams. And we're gonna go around the table and we're gonna tell you one we'll, thing they need to do. We'll start with their own teams. We're gonna start with Kuiper, Pittsburgh Steelers. One thing. Draft Joe Burrow. Damn. 
They trade up. Yeah. With their no no first round picks. Yeah. Yeah, but they're not a first round. There's pick. mine. Here's next year's. I guess. Moving on. Draft Joe. I don't know. Uh, one actual thing. Drop Ben Ro- Ben Roethlisberger. No. Get your Oregon boy. I don't like him. Why don't you like him? Because he sucks in big games. But he's Oregon. Yeah. You I like the like Ducks. Oregon. I liked Oregon when Chip Kelly was there because they were fast and it was fun. I'm gonna say the one thing the Steelers need to do is they need to trade for Amari Cooper. Ooh, that's fun. I like that. Or well, sign him. Yes, yeah, so they don't need to trade yeah. for him. He's oh, they wouldn't even need to trade. They wouldn't even need to trade him. They just need to sign him. Yeah, he's yeah. Going free sign Amari Cooper. That's and mine. I, and I bet, bet you they don't fucking pay him because they're about to pay Dak Prescott. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You get Amari Cooper on not like a cheap deal, but a but deal, decent deal on a nice deal. So what, one more year on Juju? Mm-hmm. With an option? That's right. Yeah. And it's not like he was great this year. No. So he's, he's not another one. I really like Deontay Johnson, though. Yeah. like Deontay too. Johnson a lot. Corey, one thing Saints need to do. Figure out their quarterback situation fast. I think that, that starts with a, with, a, with a decision by Drew Brees. Yeah. And who knows when that's coming. He said he would, I think, uh, when he was on the Pat McAfee show, maybe, he said that uh, he was going to decide soon. Yeah. So we're going to hear from him. And who knows? Because he, like, he sounds like he's so fucking on the fence. Me, uh, the Packers uh, just need to learn how to travel to California. That's it, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> this is the whole reason Jimmy wanted to do this segment. Oh, that was it, yeah. <laughs> you just... But now we're locking all the rest of the teams. Dude, Zadarius Smith literally just put his team on blast. Like, yeah, Dude. we really did. Like, we left late. We got there like... Real late. We didn't know. We didn't know jet lag was a thing. We didn't know what to do when we got we, there. We did it twice already this season. Didn't you learn? They did it three times. Well, in total, yeah. Yeah. All right, Matt. What do the Chiefs need to do? Well, since we talked, we need about, a repeat. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah re- there you go. Repeat, but obviously to repeat, win the draft, win the rookie draft, draft offensive lineman. Get another, get another uh, linebacker, another D line, offensive line, defensive line, defensive linebackers. You focus on those three positions, and team's going to get better. And Veach has been killing it in the draft, so let's f- focus on those three positions. Kuiper, Baltimore Ravens. Figure out how to play from behind. Yeah. Because my God, that is not a strength of. The Ravens or Greg Roman, which I've brought up on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, you are not going to go into the half every time up 23 to nothing. That is not going to happen. Ask the Chiefs. That is <laughs> not the way it works. <laughs> you need to find a way to win games when you are trailing. Not that you're going to win all the time because you're not the Chiefs. <laughs> but Baltimore needs to work on coming from behind. Or at least playing from behind and not relying so much on, you know, their run option stuff. So, Corey, I'm just going through the divisions. Bengals. Uh, you need to stay healthy. Yeah. Joe Burrow will help. If their offensive line stays healthy. Yeah, that's the thing. Oh, it won't. Or, or if they don't, then he won't probably. Oh, it won't. Oh, no, he won't. Oh, no. 
Uh, the Browns, I think uh, the one thing they need to do is just, I think the fans just need to revolt and like tear down the stadium. <laughs> Haslam's need to sell the team. They're like Hell the yeah. second well, worst like, owner next to Jerry Jones. Yeah, yeah. They're, they are terrible. Like, they're, a lot of the things that are happening to this team is coming from the top. And causing a lot of problems to them. I think a lot of it also is Baker Mayfield needs to grow up. But I only said one thing. He did. He did a. He, he did, did a, a really, lot of oh, growing. Did you see his interview? He did a really good NFL job on first things first. It was a great interview, and I loved it. And I think it showed a lot of growth. Was it? Was it first things? He was on that one. He he was on was first, an was ESPN first, one also. He was on Get Up. Yeah. You know. The, but here's the thing. Because I had someone say, "Oh man, he did. He did that interview really well. He showed a lot of growth. Yeah. He also showed a lot of growth on Colin Cowherd's show when he apologized for the drunk video, and then he went and did all the shit he did this year." So it's true, yeah. As long as he you know, sticks, he to seemed it. very contrite and very mature on Colin Cowherd's show. Didn't work. Didn't pay out much. Um, well, Freddie Kitchens thing. We'll see what happens with the Browns. Okay, Matt, Chicago Bears continue to cover up Trubisky. <laughs> Don't get rid of Trubisky. Yeah, no. Just continue to cover up for him. Continue. Nagy jumps on. Nagy continued jumping on that grenade. There you go. Seems like he's doing. It seems like that. Just, that's a grenade that the, that the GM's throwing at him every year, and just Nagy has to fall on it. Ryan Pace is just throwing grenades at uh, at a uh, Matt Nagy. He's Basically, just, he has to cover him up. He's Trubisky like, is better than Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson combined. Why ain't he playing like it? <laughs> Damn it! Why does he talk like an old prospector? Hey, <laughs> my name is. It's like an old prospector missed with like Captain Kirk. My name is Ryan Pace. I am the GM of the Chicago Bears. <laughs> Typer Lions. Wait, no, Corey just wait. No, it was I was right. Yeah. I got confused. Yeah, Lions. I know. <laughs> this is hard one. Be better when it's not September. Like, figure out, like, how to not just be good through the first four weeks of the year. Longevity. Yeah. Yeah, like... And, well, it has to do with health, too. And work out, you know, your your game... I don't know, that's not one thing. But, yeah, I guess my whole thing is just figure out a way to sustain success throughout the year, not just come out hot and blow your load in September, and then after that you win two games for the rest of the year. Corey, Vikings. Why are you making Corey do the Vikings? It's funny. Corey, Vikings. <laughs> Why are you doing that? No, I mean, it was just random chances. Why are you doing that? I'm just going through the Could have made me do the Vikings. I'm just going through the... Make him do the Lions. Okay. This is the order that I have them in. Corey, Vikings. Stop being a football organization. They need to trade Stefan Diggs. (laughs) Yeah. To the Saints? To somebody. (laughs) Not saying the Saints. I'd like the Saints. I don't think he wants to be number two somewhere anymore. I think he wants to go somewhere to be number one. Pittsburgh Steelers. Ooh, I'd be happy with that. Yeah, I think that I, I think they they probably lock up Amari Cooper in Dallas. I think Diggs might be a great addition. To Can you imagine the story if Diggs went to the Saints? Oh my God, it'd be crazy. Oh God, I would love that. That'd be so good. Can you imagine the mixed welcome he'd get? How like some people would be really happy, and other people would be like, "Get the fuck out of here." I don't think. I, don't I think, think Sean don't Payton think would probably be one of those people. <laughs> yeah, like some people are like, "No, no dude, get so. out." Why you keep Chapa style and keep stop? We're trying to practice. Stop. <laughs> oh my god! All right, so I guess I have the I have the Buffalo Bills. Um, keep growing with Josh Allen. That's it. Jo- Josh Allen grows anymore, he'd be out of the stadium. 
you know, he's got a <laughs> you know, big tall guy. Working on Josh Allen's like bacon a cheesecake. Excuse me? <laughs> takes three years. Takes takes a lot of tries. Takes three years worth of trying to make that good cheesecake. Okay. Improve his decision making. Yeah, that's the big thing, actually. Don't try to backwards lateral in the fucking <laughs> so playoff game. I was like, I'm just sitting there like, no, Josh, what are you doing? <laughs> Matt. Dolphins. The Dolphins? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be repeating myself after what I just said with the Chiefs, but kill the draft. You showed promise. Get, you know, get yourself a quarterback. Fitzpatrick, bless up. I'm glad you helped the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. Always one of my favorites of all time. You know what it was? He was so happy about that eulogy I did on him this year. Oh my God. The Fitzpatrick eulogy. He's like, you know what? I'm going to knock the Patriots out of home field. Just for Matt Dustman yeah. out there in Little Ohio. I think you need to grab a quarterback and sit behind that guy. <laughs> One more year on Fitzpatrick. But no, their, their head coach is awesome. Their defense has good pieces. You have you have Devontae Parker is a hell of good wide receiver that you have locked up. Their running game's good. Like get 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 a more consistent quarterback. You have a high draft spot. Maybe use it to move up. Get Burrow. Get one of those great quarterbacks coming out of the draft, and fucking kill it. You're a team that is this is, what, this is what you tanked for. This is what you tanked for. This is they your prime. Really this is good. This is a good team, dude. Miami Dolphins are a good team. They just way need to get it together. Expected. Yeah, way better than we expected. Piper, New England Patriots. I was hoping you'd give me the Jets. No, Corey uh, gets the Jets. Because um, mine for the Jets was really good. Um, for the Patriots, oh, God, I, have to only, I, can, I can only pick one thing. One thing. Um, what do I want them to do? Uh, God, man, you, you got ri- to ride Tom Brady out, man. Tom Brady can't suit up for anybody else. Yeah. It would just feel wrong. You know, get rid of some of these high... Belichick's going to have to cave in and and let somebody come in and help him evaluate skill position people because he is not good at it. No. Brady has been making things work with duct tape and toothpicks. He's at the and age Julian now. Edelman. Right, he's at the age now where that can't happen. Yeah, Edelman's like, getting real old dude, too. How, can you, how can you watch that game with against the Tennessee Titans with A.J. Brown and then look at Nikhil Harry and be like, wow. That's a, that's. I'm glad we took him. I mean, in, in the Patriots' quote unquote defense, they have whiffed on every wide receiver they've drafted. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like Bill's gonna need to eat, get some humble pie, and get some people to come in and help him. Maybe not help him, but advise him on getting some good skill position. Even Sony Michelle, yeah, has just been a non-factor. He regressed hard, super hard. Corey Jets. Uh. Stay on course with Darnold. I think they need. To I was, I was, I was gonna say mine for the Jets real quick. My one for the Jets was fire Adam Gase and yeah. hire Eric Benemy. Yeah. Yep, you were the Gase. good one. That's a that's a for the love of God. Yeah. Holy shit! Would that t- that would turn expert. that that would turn that team around so fast? Gase is an expert at destroying organizations. I have no idea why they fucking hired him. Because he's a familiar face, and that's how you get jobs in the NFL. I have the Dallas Cowboys. Yay. Uh, don't overpay Dak Prescott. Thank you. That's it. He's not 
He's not that guy. He's Dan Orlovsky. A, he's a he's a great guy, great leader, but he's inconsistent as fuck. Dan Orlovsky on don't get up. Overpay him. Don't pay good players great money. Yep. That's it. God, Dan Orlovsky's like really coming to his own. He's name. amazing. I like him. He's become one of my favorite people. Don't pay good players great money. Love that shit. Love that shit. Love that shit. Love that shit. I'm playing too. All right, so, okay. So, them Cowboys, yeah, just don't play good players, great money. Nice. Who I got? Sorry, one second. I need to make a note. That's okay. We're making a note. Making a note on the Fad Pod. We're the Fad Pod boys, and we're making a note. Kansas City won the fucking Super Bowl. The Giants need to... God, I don't know. Man, I was hoping you would keep in the song. I was, I was like thinking about it. If the Giants want to play better, Danny's got a not short chain. I got nothing. I don't know. L- lead into Saquon some more. Danny, play better. Just see what you got. See what you're forced with now that you that you've cut Eli Manning from your laurels. Smartly. Finally, he's retiring. Kuiper. Eggles. The Eagles? The, F- the Philadelphia Draft Eagles. seven wide receivers. Yeah. <laughs> maybe one of them will be good. Well, not even good. Just maybe Alive? they won't get hurt. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they won't die. You just don't die. I think it's the number one thing they need to do. Just don't die. Hire the Chiefs trainer that saved Patrick Mahomes' knee to save Carson Wentz. Corey Redskins. That racist Washington. Draft uh, Chase Young. Oh, dude, that'd be they're, sicko. They're all, their defensive line is basically just a whole bunch of Alabama Alabama defensive linemen now. And then it's just going to be like Chase Young and Ryan Kerrigan. Yeah. That'd be fascinating. I, I, I honestly think would the, it be? the Redskins are going to be one of those weird teams next year that I feel like... Could be good. Could be good. Because they have like a good young running back in Darius Geis who's going to be like... If he could stay healthy. Yeah, the Dalvin Cook of next year. Like they were right before Alex Smith got injured? Yeah. Oh, wow, this team's actually pretty good. Yeah, they're like a solid 7-9 and team. Yeah. Like, they're not great. Not going to make the playoffs, but they're a solid team. They're a tough out. I have the Texans. Um, (laughs) So, like... Um, Okay. Well, let's see. I think I think it'd be really nice if like the organization came back and, and then let everybody, let the entire city of Houston know that Bill O'Brien went to the farm. And uh, it's <laughs> <back>. <laughs> Matt Colts, <laughs> the Colts. Uh, stay out of the Chiefs' way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck the Colts, dude. I don't fucking care what they do. No, I, a little antithesis, a little antithesis to what we preach on Fad Pod and talked about earlier, but kind of stay the course. The the they. They their boat the boat was rocked by Andrew Luck retiring by the third preseason game and they had it took them most of the season to try and pick up the pieces figure out where they were going stay the course you were getting there I can get another wide receiver to help T Y Hilton out Jacoby Brissett's good enough you have an you have amazing defensive talent get yourself a wide receiver and a running back and they're all young too yeah besides like T Y <laughs> he's old there you go. Kuiper Jags. Trade for Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> Take him back. Next team, go. Corey. <laughs> Titans. 
Don't fall for the Ryan Tannehill trap. Yeah. Franchise tag Ryan Tannehill. Find a different quarterback. No, you can keep him. Just franchise tag him. And don't pay Derrick Henry the money he wants. Oh, you bet your ass they're going to. Yeah, they're yep. going and to. And, the, that's, uh, and then the wheels are going to fall off of that motherfucker. Good lord. Yeah. All right. I got the Falcons. Don't change your logo. Don't be the Falcons. <laughs> don't do the. Don't be the Falcons. Don't. Don't do the thing. Don't. Please change your scheme. Yeah. Just change things. Par, Stop playing Seattle's defense from five years ago. Right. Just don't par the course. Make changes. That's all you like. Anything, dude. Anything. They're already help. not bringing back Vic Beasley. That's good. After he led the team in sacks. There needs to be like a staff cleansing in Atlanta. There won't be. Yep. All right. What do we got? Panthers. Keep Cam Newton next. <laughs> Kuiper, Bucks. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, you ready for this one? Hit me. Here's what the Bucks need to do. The Bucks need to, do, to try their hardest to propose a rule change to Roger Goodell to allow 12 players on offense. <laughs> that way Jameis will throw less interceptions because he'll have more people to throw the ball to and less defenders that can intercept it. I'm sorry. They just got announced that Marvel vs. Capcom 2 is going to be an Evo. What a fucking random game. That's I'm fucking cool. Yeah, that's cool as fuck. <laughs> Sorry, Corey. Broncos. Develop Drew Luck. Yep. I like Drew Luck. Me too. They say he's good record. Good starter record. Pretty good passer rating. Not throwing a lot of picks. I think. I think. A couple of those picks came against Kansas City too. Most of them did. Mm-hmm. I think they did. I don't know. Anyway, I got the Raiders. The Las Vegas Raiders. Yep, now. Uh, Their stadium looks like a spaceship. It's really. I mean, if I was the Raiders, I'd put all my money on red. Damn. (laughs) I like that. You're an asshole. That's funny. You're you're not going to win shit betting on black. That was mean. Fuck you, Las Vegas. I can say that now. (laughs) I think think the Raiders need to move on from Derek Carr. Yeah, no shit. I well, think that's that the, one the other thing, thing that right. John Gruden wants to sign Tom Brady. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he does want Tom Brady. I think they need I don't think Tom Brady's the right answer, but I think they need to move on from Derek Carr. I think it's I think it's time. I by no means think Derek Carr is a, is washed out. No, I don't think he's washed out, I just don't think he's the fit anymore. No. I don't think he is. Yeah, I think he needs to go to a different team. I think he I think he could prosper on the right team. Like maybe the uh, the team that Matt's going to do the LA Chargers. I mean, they already started by getting rid of Philip Rivers. Yeah, that's a good start. Anything else? No. Okay, very good. Kuiper, Cardinals. Cardinals? For fuck's sake, draft offensive linemen. There you go. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh. Because, man, poor, poor Kyler. Little, little three foot five Kyler Murray. Toddler Murray. Toddler Murray. Gonna get killed back there, and yeah. probably get rid of. I, I guess this isn't one thing, but if I couldn't pick draft offensive line, if I was gonna be a little more original, I would say uh, get rid of David Johnson. Yeah, because man, uh, did 
Um, I'm blanking on his name now. Um, the guy they got from Miami. Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake. Man, did Kenyon Drake play good? I told you all he was good. Hey, you did. I told you. It's another Alabama running back, dude. Mm-hmm. Alabama running backs are... He's good. He was just spe- underutilized. Special breed. Yeah. Happens a lot. Corey, Niners. Um, I was talking to Krebs the other day, our other 49ers fan. Just don't let people come back on you. Yeah, happens a lot. Russell Wilson loves doing it to him. It's basically yeah. it, yeah. I mean, I mean Shanahan just not like, close. don't listen to the pundits. If I was the 49ers, don't yeah. listen to the That's don't a listen. Really good one. Don't listen to what everyone is saying. Shock value after the Super Bowl. You had the right calls. Just you got Mahomes. Right. I have the Rams. Trade Todd Gurley. Eat the money. Trade Todd Gurley. Get a first round pick. You wouldn't get a first yep. round pick for Gurley. You, you might would. get a first round pick for you Todd might. Gurley. All right, then get a first. If you can get a first round pick money, for Todd Gurley, do it right get away. Money, get a first round pick. It's time to move on. Matt, send him to Miami. Big Miami. <laughs> Last team, Seahawks. The Seahawks. Man, uh, running backs need to stay healthy. Uh, defense is pretty good. Obviously, offensive line always needs work. Get another wide re- wide receiver and a running back that won't get hurt. A wide receiver, a second wide receiver, or no, a third, because they got Tyler Lockett, that guy that runs, and then that guy that runs straight, who was a rookie Matt this Kaff. year. Yeah, get you, get you a well, good I like slot how, guy. I love how I've just, just like ingrained myself in Matt's head. Like, who is that guy for Seattle? Oh yeah, he just the one that runs fast and straight. I know. When's the last time you seen him run a crossing route? He, I mean, he can run a crossing route as long as he starts at the far end of the field <laughs> so he can, you know, turn his his rigid hips. His giant meat. Yeah, because he's 1% body fat and he can't move around. Do a giant meat rotation. Giant meat rotation. <laughs> Name of the episode. Yep. Speaking of giant meat, <laughs> speaking of giant meat rotations, yeah. let's rotate our heads into Patreon. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> that serious yes is what broke me. God damn it. <laughs> you can give us money if you really want to by going to patreon.com slash F-A-D-P-O-D. Did you, you say F-A-D-P-O-D? Oh, God, sweet. Good Lord, I fucking did, dude. You can give us $5, $10, dollars $50 be Corey's friend. That's a tier. That is a tier. You can help get his Miami Heat jersey. <laughs> if you listen, guys, if you, if if two of you, give us fifty dollars right now, Corey gets his jersey. Corey gets his Jimmy Butler Miami Heat jersey. I let you guys autograph it. Ooh. Ooh. Send it to him. Let him have the graphic. Hope to God they send it back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about that. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, that would be really nice. And I'm like, wait a minute. They may just not give it back. Send me a copy of your signature and I'll forge it on this jersey. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> God damn it. If you like seeing the other things that we do, uh, you could uh, follow us on Twitter at FADPOD, where we post some stuff about the games and, and all that. Or uh, me driving down the street. With a Chiefs flag hanging out of my car. Yeah, or a great video of Matt, yeah, popping off. Coming up my driveway, waving his flag. Me, me and Matt do a good How About Them Chiefs. Oh my god, oh, throwback. Okay, one, How About Them Chiefs is amazing. But like, they said it was like 67% Chiefs fans in the stadium for the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. 
couldn't dude. tell because they were all wearing red. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got chills when they were finishing the anthem and the Arrowhead home crowd, oh, home yeah. of the Chiefs, came out. They did it loud enough, too. It was crazy. I got. I was waiting to see if it would happen. Like I was like, are they going to do home of the Chiefs? Are they going to do home of the Chiefs? And Demi Lovato started, in your home of And then you Jeez. I can't believe that. I, I, I didn't think there would be enough people there who would do that where you could hear it. And God damn it, they did it. Oh, it felt good. It was so funny. Anyway, <laughs> it feels good when you follow us on Twitter. Uh, we still average two new page views a week on Facebook. Please stop. <laughs> no, don't stop. <laughs> don't stop believing. When, We're going to update that page real soon. When's the last time you updated that page? August 2019? <laughs> And you know when the next time I'm going to update it? August 2020. Yeah, baby. I'm going to update it after this episode. No, I'm not. <laughs> Fuck that. But go look at our Facebook. We have old links. If you're looking to hire somebody, you can hire our podcast on our LinkedIn hire page. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Oh, we, need, we need to do one of those four coma things where you, the meme is like a... Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, Tinder. We need to like the fat pod no, Tinder. It would, just be, it would just be a picture of all of us. <laughs> like each of us would be a ver- like one of the apps, but then four would be Tinder, and it would be like a big like like X through the thing because he's banned. okay. Okay, so Corey's Tinder. Uh, I'm the- clearly Facebook. Yeah. All right, Justin, are you Instagram or Twitter? Oh God, I mean, I, I'm on Twitter more. But I guess I, don't know, I guess I'd be Instagram, right? Because I just like taking a little pictures of my cat. Okay, so I'm <laughs> I'm I'm the face of Twitter. Yeah, you are. <laughs> the face of uh, Corey's Twitter. a good Twitter though too. But Corey, we, Corey is fire. But we have to make the Tinder joke with Corey. Yeah, that's the only thing. Just want to be sincere with you guys real quick. This is the start of year three of football after dark. Technically, I guess this is technically our third year anniversary. This is our hat trick. I have loved doing this. It's it's been an absolute blast. I hope we continue doing this for a very long time. I love this shit. I hope we continue to grow. I want to get listeners from other places in Europe other than Turkey. Yeah, uh, come on. Come on. The Jaguars are playing two games in Great Britain this year. Uh, let's see if we can get two listeners from Great Britain. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Them Jags fans, you know you want to listen to. Football after dark. Uh, yeah. I mean, you, you left the European Union. You might as well listen to us. Hey, I you. wasn't gonna make a Brexit joke. <laughs> I'm glad you made the Brexit joke. <laughs> hey, you one guy from Turkey. Can you go to what? name a country in the neighbors? Turkey, quick, go. Uh, uh, Austria. Okay, you, you go find a guy from Austria <laughs> and ask him to listen to football after dark. I'd appreciate it. And then pyramid scheme that into Hungary. <laughs> yeah. See, you know foreign geography way better than me. I was like, what's a, what's, what's, what's a country that neighbors Turkey? <laughs> well, were you actually right, or did you guess Austria? No, I'm right. Oh, shit. I knew he would be right. That's why I asked him. Turkey oh, I used I, to I be... Austria-Hungary broke into Austria-Hungary and Turkey. So, yeah. like... Oh, wow. Okay, I don't know nothing about nothing, so... It's okay. There you go. It's, it's okay. I know a couple things. Today I had to tell people about envelope sizes because I worked in an office supply store for six years and they were and I, I wowed people with measure this envelope. It's ten by thirteen. Wow, it really is ten by thirteen. You know shit. This is what we need. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the sidebar. <laughs> oh God. That's it for us. 
Another incredible year. The Super Bowl was great. We have the offseason coming up now. During the offseason, as usual, we will shift to a bi-monthly format. On average. Because sometimes... Bi-weekly. 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 On average, bi-weekly. Because sometimes we put out a bonus episode or two. Yeah. Yeah, you ever once if something crazy happens, we'll get together. We we convene. We we put out the fad pod signal and we cut. We bring bring ourselves together. Yeah, we just uh, we just go up and grab the moon and just throw it at the other people's houses. Basically, I I mean, I'll I'll take a moon to the house for a Super Bowl championship. This is a good sized crater in that shit. (laughs) Your dad will wake up. This is why we're in a new basement. Your dad, your dad will wake up. Did like the the moon crashed to your house and his pack of black and miles got tipped over and he's like, Matt. God damn it, dude. All right. All right, guys. Goodbye. I love you. I love everyone. I'm so glad we won the Super Bowl. Say it! Andy Reid. I don't. He slept with his trophy wife the night after the Super Bowl. He said it in a press conference. Um, Trophy. Reed. Matt, the episode's over. <laughs>